Welcome to FinTech Direct, where we provide you the knowledge and expertise to give you the edge over your competition in the payments and fintech industries. I'm your host, Jordan Olivas, and today I have with me Nathan from Client by Nathan. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Great, great. Tell us a little bit more about ClientVine. What does your company do and what services do you provide? Yeah, ClientVine is a statement analysis software that we built for ISOs and agents that were having challenges recruiting agents and being able to train them on how to read statements so that they can go out into the marketplace and have a lot of success, but also minimize the mistakes that they're making with pricing and then ultimately having a mess that they have to clean up after they sign their first few merchant accounts. So it's essentially a residual tool it to, does, to it estimate does residuals? Yeah, Excellent. Yep, absolutely. And it's, it's a tool for agents to use right there with the merchants to compare rates so they don't have to go back to their sales manager or sit there on an Excel spreadsheet. Yeah, just that's right there. You're right. That, that's the goal. Everything is web-based, and we built it in such a way that it was mobile-friendly. So if you've got agents out in the field meeting with merchants face-to-face, they can access the system from their smartphone or from a tablet of some sort, and they can make a statement analysis and presentation right there in the moment so that they're not having to come back and make it a two-step sale. They can make it a one-step sale. Excellent. So tell me a bit more about yourself. How long you've been in the payments industry? How did you get to the point where you're at today? I actually got into the payments industry in January of 2006. Wow. I, uh, I graduated from college in December of 05 and honestly didn't have a whole lot of plans, uh, if I'm <laughs> just being completely honest. I learned a little bit about the industry from my dad, who's been in the industry for a while. You know, he just kind of walked me through what it'd be like to become a 1099 agent and kind of the, uh, you know, the life that I could live, you know, flexible, work for myself. So I actually started in January of 06 and just hit the ground running out meeting with merchants and trying to sign business and kind of the rest is history. Awesome. Tell me a bit more about how you came up with this idea. You, you came from the ISO realm. You know what it's like to be feet on the street. And not only did you create a tool that was efficient, and I use the tool. It's a, it's a phenomenal piece of software. So tell me about how you came up with the idea. What was your aha moment and how did you get it off the ground? Were you developing it yourself? Who, who were you partnering with to do that? Yeah, so, um, you know, being in the ISO world, you actually go through different phases of your company where you go from an individual agent to, you know, hiring a few people to, to go out and be agents uh, alongside you. And what we, what we did was we tried several different models. Well, in every model that you could run in this industry, it all comes down to the economics of making that model work. And so, you know, there's been seasons of our uh, company career where we were running a call center and we would hire call center agents to go set appointments for outside agents to go close uh, the appointments that they set. And then, you know, we, we had to go after the, you know, the W-2 agents as well. And so then you get into paying salaries for, for agents. And so the reason I give you all this backstory is that no matter what the situation is, it's not going to be successful unless you're able to bring in the kind of talent that can go out and not only be a good salesperson and meet with these merchants and leave a good impression, but also have some kind of intellect that they can go and they can break down a statement that's, that's very complicated and be accurate with that information and then convert that into a conversation that they can, they can walk a merchant through that process. So 
So I, I know I just gave you a whole bunch of information, but really that's what it's like to be in the trenches day to day. And so we thought to ourselves, you know, there's got to be a better way to do this. We know how to price, but we can't seem to get that same result out of a lot of these people that we're recruiting. And so we just, we had this idea that we're kind of in that new micro generation that, that people have started to talk about. We, I always tell people that I'm kind of the grandfather of the millennials <laughs> uh, being born in 83, but actually there's a new micro generation that they've come up with. We didn't grow up with technology. I didn't have a smartphone when I was in college. In fact, I, I didn't have a smartphone until like 2008. So I mean, old school brick or flip phones, right? Yeah, yeah I had a razor. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, so I, you know, I get what it's like to, you know, kind of be old school and just work really hard and, and be able to do everything by hand. But when they did introduce this technology, we picked it up really fast because we're some of the younger people in the industry at the time. And so we just had an idea that we should be making these presentations on iPads and smartphones. And so how do we do that? And so we just kind of started brainstorming and we hired a developer and uh, brought them in house and we uh, decided that we were going to do this our own way. And so what happened is we started this process like in, oh, I'd say about 2013. Some people caught wind of it and decided that, told us that, you know, this is something that I think the rest of the industry could use. We've really? never seen anything like this. Huh. And so. We started kind of brainstorming, and in August of 2014, I actually stepped away from the ISO world, and we started ClientVine. We took some seed money and, and started uh, writing code in such a way that it was no longer an internal tool, but it was a public-facing software that you could sign up for and, and use. And and uh, so it's been it's been a whirlwind ever since August of 2014. You know, as soon as you um, kind of reveal something that has been your own internal project out to the world now it's up for public scrutiny yeah <laughs> and so uh now now you get a bunch so, of opinions that you know you didn't necessarily ask for but that you need so what was the harshest thing that you saw in iso world when they came back to you and said this tool is great but this feature is just absolutely terrible you know what was what yeah. was your harshest feedback <laughs> that you received on that i don't know what where we would be without the feedback of our customers so let me just say that i love feedback any first version of, of a software is not going to be ultimately what you want it to be. And so we were really looking for early adopters that would come in and catch the vision that we had and, and understand you know, the, you know, why we built what we did and what we're trying to achieve. And so we really, we, we, we had some really great customers that joined us early on. And we look at all of our customers as almost partners of ours. We listen really well, we take feedback really well, and we do our best to implement it. But you know, everything that, that you build for the software, it has to be something that works for all users. And that's always a challenge because there's so many different strategies that ISOs have out there. There's so many different different ways that they like to price things and methods that they use to break down statements that we're trying to be something that is a one-size-fits-all solution. Yeah, and that's difficult. So yeah, That's it difficult. Is. So it you is. mentioned a really good keyword was strategies. When you look at the ISO realm and agents today and you're seeing ISVs really coming into the picture, how do you see, because you talk with so many different ISOs out there, what are some of the selling dynamics that are changing or have changed over the past 10 years that you really see are gonna be key points to mention with merchants or ISVs moving forward? There's a lot of things that I have definitely noticed have changed, but there's a lot of stuff that's also stayed the same. Something that I would say has not changed at all 
is the just the human dynamic of relationships. And so at the end of the day, merchants, a lot of times, they're going to sign up and utilize companies that they just enjoy working with. They have a good relationship with, with their bank or with their banker or with the agent that signed them up through the ISO, and they, they remain loyal to that. Some stuff that has started to change, it's not really just now starting to change, it's been going on for a while, but something that we're starting to see is a lot more of the ISV integrations. And so now it becomes a matter of agents get access to a portfolio of businesses, and it's not a matter of if you're gonna ultimately sign up, it's just a matter of when and how long is it gonna take and what's your onboarding process and things like that. So we took that factor and we added some features into our software that allow you to quote more than just rates and fees and statement analysis. So if you wanna get in and talk about your onboarding process for the system that you're selling them, or that they're integrating into, you can do that. If you wanna talk about hardware or just other products and services that you sell, great, you can quote those as well. We have all of that, all those capabilities in the software. And that's a really important point that you brought up about how not just the environment is changing, but actually what you're selling is changing as well. But what it boils down to is that human aspect. And the main driver for the ISO realm, sure, technology is involved. It's a very important part of it. But as you mentioned, that human aspect, the selling aspect, you have to have a good salesperson to go in, make that connection, manage the relationship, and make sure that it's a win-win scenario. When you go out there and you're talking to a brand new ISO, let's say they've got a couple agents and they're saying, hey, I'm spending a lot of time trying to, I've got this Excel spreadsheet I put together. It basically does exactly what your software does. But what you provide is something a lot more professional, right? Mm -hmm. When you see it on the screen, it's it's important to have that modern representation and have that, hey, look, I, I, I'm just not showing it on a tablet and an Excel spreadsheet. I'm yeah. actually illustrating this yeah. in a very modern way. And do you see a lot of the larger ISOs out there that maybe aren't adopting technology, do you see them kind of falling by the wayside even if they have a good sales team? Or what do you predict the future of those ISOs that maybe aren't adopting technology, whether it be your platform or another merchant boarding platform or a gateway or whatever it may be, what do you foresee happening to those ISOs? Yeah, there's a well, there's a lot of a lot of different ways to answer that question. Um, you know, let me comment real quick on the whole Excel spreadsheet process. I, I will never say that there's anything wrong with that. Going back to my experience in the industry, I always found that the agents that we had that produced more apps than any others weren't necessarily the ones that were the most detail savvy agents that we had. So I guess what I'm getting at is I think a lot of times agents, they know so much about pricing and they are so proud of their knowledge and they're really, they're sticklers for detail and they that shows in their Excel spreadsheets. Sometimes that doesn't translate to the merchant. And so a lot of times I have this conversation with agents all the time and a lot of them completely agree with me and some not, not as much, but there's a lot of agents that just, they almost tell the merchant way too much. <laughs> and it's not that it's not that they're telling them information that's wrong. Sure, sure. Uh, it's that it just kind of goes over the merchant's head and it becomes this complicated situation and it creates this fear and anxiety in the merchant. And oftentimes it's the fear of the unknown that's what keeps them from moving forward. Absolutely. And so, you know, I, I think that there's a lot of companies out there 
that have really built their system for sales and it utilizes a pricing specialist with a really fancy Excel spreadsheet and they are successful and I'm never going to say that you cannot be successful that way. The question is, could you be more successful with more Absolutely. modern technology? Absolutely. And that's that's what is uh, well, that's what I'm trying to achieve. Well, it's about operational efficiency and closing that sales cycle, right? I mean, mm-hmm. instead of having to go back and getting back to them within two days, being able oh, to close yeah. something on the spot or within two days even. I can't even tell great. you how many times our agents would be out cold calling and they would get a big one on the hook. They would get a statement. They would come back to the office. This is before we had built out, you know, this uh, the statement analysis software. And, you know, we would do one of those fancy Excel spreadsheet quotes. Sure. Absolutely. By the time you get a hold of the merchant to set the follow-up appointment, they've already called their current provider and had their rates uh, lowered. yeah. Because you put it on their radar. Yeah. Now. You, it wasn't you, on there before. And you lost it, right? That's and right. It's, yeah, you and, lost it. Oh, well, that brings a really good point. Just being able to be nimble like that is, is so important. On FinTech Direct, I talk to a lot of technology companies. I, I have a lot of people lined up over the coming months already. I've talked to a consulting specialist within the issuing space. The episode that we just had is about logistics and payments. They're payfac within the space. So it's really unique platform. And a lot of technology is involved, especially on the acquiring and issuing side. So a lot of these acquirers have a lot of really high-end gateways and machine learning platforms that are helping them reduce risk and increase margins. What it ultimately boils down to, though, it's those ISOs out there that are going out there and selling. And you look at companies like Stripe and Square and a few other ones out there that don't really have your traditional sales agents that just say, hey, here's my platform, here's my pricing. And those platforms are great and they really work well for some merchants. But a good salesperson is so important. And one of the most common topics, especially ETA, WSAA, and some of these other shows that I'm attending, people ask, do you think ISOs are going to be dead in 10 years? Are they going to be relevant anymore? What's, what's your opinion and what's your take on that? No, I don't think they're going to be dead in 10 years. Honestly, I don't spend a lot of time thinking about that. But I think that there's enough business owners out there that are not into doing business with a website or a computer. They want that live human interaction. And as long as that's the case... I think there's going to be a place for ISOs in this industry. I really do. Absolutely. I don't think human nature is going to change in the next 10 years. So the only thing that's going to have to change maybe is, as you mentioned before, is the offering. As, as we discussed just minutes ago, your platform allows you not to just offer rates. It's now equipment and integration pricing, everything mm-hmm. along those lines. So I think you're 100% right on that route. It will be interesting, though, to see how that shakes out over the next 10 years and see which ones are successful and which ones aren't. Mm-hmm due to the platforms that they're using. And by using technology, you can simply shorten the sales time. As we mentioned earlier, the operational efficiency, that's what it really boils down to. Absolutely. In terms of 2018, big year, the economy's booming, everything's going well, knock on wood right now. Yeah, absolutely. What do you have planned for client buying? Are there any big announcements that are coming up? Should people be following you on LinkedIn to see what's going on or what's something that maybe give a little bit teaser about uh, some yeah. of the new features that are being um, launched. We're working on some big projects right now. Our, we have a, a long list of items that we would like to tackle. We've been, we've been building our own pipeline list or development list for the last three years. And a lot of the things that we do are based on the demand of our customers. And, you know, we may have our own wish list, and oftentimes we have to sacrifice our own desires to 
service the needs of our customers. And so, <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. You know, we're, we're working on some stuff right now for a large customer that should be released here in the next, I would say, month to six weeks. It's going to allow you to build out lead forms on your site and, oh, wow. and, and build out custom lead forms, particularly for the financial institution channel. You know, we've got a lot of, a lot of customers that have referral banks, and, and we've actually built out some systems that allow referral banks and agent banks to log into our platform and uh, interact with the ISO that they're partnering with. We're actually building out some lead forms that will live on those bank websites that their users can go and create leads that get routed to the appropriate employee at the ISO that's managing that bank. That's that's something that we're working on right now. We've also got probably the biggest thing in 2018 is going to be twofold. It's going to be onboarding. We're talking to a lot of companies that really, really like our software and they want us to be able to convert our analysis and presentation into their, you know, their e-signature application that just flows right into their onboarding system. So that's going to be something that we tackle in 2018. Also, we're, we're going to be looking at just third-party integration. We get questions all the time about integrating with other CRMs, with uh, you know things such as Google, contacts, calendar, uh, email. These are a lot of things that we've been playing catch-up for a while in the CRM. Our, our system really started as a statement analysis tool. And based on feedback from our customers, we ended up building kind of a CRM around. Well, you know, as soon as you uh, as soon as you jump into the yes. CRM world, my goodness, that's a big world. It is absolutely. <clears throat> and there's a lot of big companies that have been around for you know a long time, and they're great companies. And so we're trying to play catch up. We're, we're never going to be everything that some of those are, but, but that's going to be by design on purpose because we we want to always stay really easy to use, really simple to use. Absolutely. And the more features you add, the more complicated it becomes and you defeat the whole you know yeah. business driver that kind of started the whole the yeah, whole idea, you, right? You, you really want to be do. quick. And, and you so. know, it's a challenge because people really need a lot of features and we're trying to do everything that we can to provide them, but we're trying to do it in a way that's really instinctive and easy to use. And so I think we've done a good job of that so far. We're just going to continue to make that our mission to stay that way. Great, great. Nathan, thank you so much for your time today. If people want to get a hold of you or your company, what's the best way to do so? Yeah, so our website is the best way, clientvine.com. It's really simple. Um, we have a messaging app through there. You can get a hold of our team. You can also sign up for a 30-day free trial. It takes you less than a minute to do that. And as soon as you do that, our system alerts us and we get a hold of you and set up a full training. You get complete access to everything for 30 days. And then, you know, after that, you can make a decision about moving forward. Great. Well, thank you for your time. It was great. It was great meeting you again. Everyone, I will put the website and the contact information in the show notes. Please be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts from. This is Jordan Olivas with Fintech Direct. Looking forward to the next episode at the end of January. We also have two spots open, one for March, one for April. Please feel free to reach out to me if you'd like to be on our next podcast. Nathan, thanks again. Look forward to seeing you again. Hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate it.